which problem-solving strategy to use and when. Hi, my name is Amit Batra and in this episode we will discuss some problem-solving strategies and see when to use them. Your action plan to solve the problem is called a problem-solving strategy. One can use a variety of approaches to solving a problem. Strategies work in a context and problem-solving is no exception. One has to choose the strategy or strategies to increase the probability of solving the problem efficiently and effectively. Broadly, problem-solving strategies can be grouped into two categories. Let's look at each one of them and see the prominent problem-solving strategies within each of these groups. The first group, I would call them as analytical strategies for problem-solving. These problem-solving strategies lean towards critical thinking. In these strategies, the approach breaks the more significant problem into smaller pieces and then tries to tackle them. The first strategy we'll talk about is of abstraction. Sometimes problems are better assessed from a distance. Zooming out and adding distance between you and the problem often creates the necessary space to see the problem from different perspectives. Distancing is a good practice to know if you see the problem from all directions. Creating distance with the problem can be achieved in a couple of ways. First is by adding distance with time. So uh, let's take an example here. You may ask yourself, how will this problem look maybe two years, five years or 100 years from now? Adding distance with something else. Here you can ask the questions, how would maybe X organization view this problem or address this? See, especially if you can change the industry to get a different perspective on the problem. The third way of adding distance is by emulating. You can ask questions like, how would the user, the customer or X department see this problem? What additional aspects would they see? This technique can also be useful when there is no exact starting point in your problem solving. You are not sure where to start. In such situations, abstraction as a strategy can be used to take the first few steps that make the contours of the problem more evident. After you have a sufficient understanding of the nature of the problem's shape, other problem-solving strategies can be applied to solve the problem. Let's move on to the second strategy in this group, which is hypothesis testing. Now, hypothesis testing is a problem-solving strategy used where you have a hypothesis to prove. And let's look at the definition of what is a hypothesis. So, Collins Dictionary defines hypothesis as an idea that is suggested as a possible explanation for a particular situation or condition, but which has not yet been proved to be correct. So it is something that you assume and then prove it to be correct or incorrect. This hypothesis or potential cause is to be confirmed as a possible contributor to the problem. 
This is an excellent strategy to use where there are lot of potential factors affecting the problem. Here, you do not know which ones are the ones that are really influencing or causing the problem and to what extent. In such situation, hypothesis testing comes in handy where you can square off factors not influencing the aspect and then focus on those that do. As you narrow down on the few key factors you have analyzed, you gather more data around them and refine your hypothesis, making it more pointed. This exercise continues till you find the few critical influencing factors. Let's move on to the third strategy in this group, which is means and analysis. Means and analysis is a problem solving strategy where you start planning to solve your problem backwards. That is from the result you need to where you are at this point. Here, the result is broken down into subcomponents or goals. And then further, each component or goal is also broken down into actions that are needed to accomplish that sub-goal. This strategy is effective in well-structured problems where factors impacting the problem are known considerably well. This strategy is also an excellent way to develop consensus among stakeholders on how the problem will be solved. Moving on to the fourth strategy, and that's root cause analysis. Root cause analysis is a problem solving strategy used to establish specific details about the problems. This analysis is used to establish particular facts about the problem in terms of the exact problem, the chronology of the problem, who's facing the problem, etc. Another objective of this strategy is to separate root causes from casual causes and non-casual factors. This strategy is useful because it forces us to address a problem's root causes rather than fix symptoms or effects, making the problem solution more effective in the long run. Next strategy is morphological analysis. For problems where interactions occur between multiple factors causing the problem, this strategy is useful. Morphological analysis is functional, where factors at play are challenging to express numerically. It is a strategy to identify the total number of interactions happening between factors in a complex problem. Since the problem's factors are not mathematical, conventional techniques like modeling, simulation, etc. are not possible here. Now let's turn our attention to the second group of problem-solving strategies, which are much more creative in nature. So that's creative strategies for problem-solving. These strategies lean on lateral and creative thinking. These strategies also have a synthesis dimension where one needs to view the problem as a part of a broader system or view it from divergent viewpoints. The first strategy in this group is creative problem solving. This is a strategy to diverge on the potential problem or solution purposefully. 
the creative strategy of problem solving is the opposite of critical thinking and is lateral thinking and blue sky thinking in nature. This strategy is incredibly helpful when you want to create something new or when the familiar lines of solutions might not work in your context. This strategy is also useful in generating a new breed of ideas and directions that can significantly differ in how the problem should be addressed. The next strategy in this group would be trial and error. As the name suggests, this strategy is all about testing solutions, MVPs, prototypes and refining it until the right solution is identified. This strategy is useful when you cannot establish details about the solutions with certainty. This strategy is also sound when you have more than one solution and would like to check which one would be better. Moving on to the third strategy in this group, which is methods of focal objects. This strategy involves focusing on an existing object or solution and randomly associating with other ideas or processes. And it's done to develop new combinations in free association to discover new uses or new insights. The strategy is simple to understand and useful in scenarios where you want to extend the solution's applicability in other spheres. However, this strategy does not really help in solving complex problem. The next strategy is analogy. Analogy as a problem solving strategy comes naturally to us. Human cognition is exceptional when it comes to drawing parallels between two scenarios. Using analogies to solve the problems helps us understand the problem or the solution better. Analogies can also help synthesize the broader picture and see the problem to be solved in its correct perspective. Although analogies can help us quickly understand the problem or solution being considered, one must be careful in evaluating and not just replicating the solution with analogies. So to conclude, problem solving strategies help us plan our approach towards solving a problem. Most organizational context problems would need a blend of these problem solving approaches to solve the problem effectively. Knowing these different strategies and applying them correctly puts the team in a stronger position to solve the problems effectively and efficiently. I hope you found this useful. Take care.